0: Thank you for joining me at the Ghost Light. My name is Matt Morris, and I want to get to the bottom of what inspires the average theater professional. There are a lot of people to talk to, so let's get to work. For you, Thank you once again for joining me on the third episode of The Ghost Light, the podcast where I attempt to get to the bottom of what inspires the average theater professional. In episode three, I have a nice chat with a stage manager, Leanne Andrews. We discuss what being an SM looks like, how a background in performance informs work as an SM, people that helped her along the way, and the musical Matilda. I always like learning new things about people, and I hope you do too. Hello, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you for agreeing to be a part of the show, I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about it
0: generally what i've been doing so far is just kind of talking about what i know about you and then you can fill in all the gaps because i'm sure there will be a lot of them and then uh you know we can talk about um you know how you got started in the theater and then we can talk about matilda sound good cool yeah okay so here's what i know about you uh you went to school the same school that i did you went to tcu but i think you graduated maybe my senior or my freshman year or the year before that i can't i can't really remember um, I know that you're a stage manager, and I believe that you went to Iowa for a master's degree. I think I'm right yes. there as well. Uh, you're married to a very lovely woman that I have not met, but she seems very nice. Um, you haven't
1: met her. How strange. Uh, maybe
0: once or twice in passing, but I don't think uh, to any you great extent. Have. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I've missed a lot of people throughout you know time, people that graduated right before me. But... That's really all that I know, so if you want to start from just the beginning and kind of go to where you're sitting right now, that would be great.
1: Yes, I I went to Dulles High School in Sugarland, Texas, and I started stage managing my sophomore year there. So I started stage managing when I was 16 um, because I didn't get cast in a show, and uh, I Asked the director about it and she said, You should buy a binder and you can be the ASM. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, We've okay. all been there, yeah. <laughs> so um, I did and I loved it. And then I went to TCU for stage management and I got a second emphasis in costume design. And then after TCU, I stayed in Fort Worth. Um, I was on staff at Casa Manana for a few years um, in the Theater for Youth program where I was stage managing all the kids' shows and then ASMing all the main stage shows. So I did uh, something like 30 productions in my time there. Wow. And then, yeah, the Casa Mm -hmm. does them quick, so you get to do a lot of shows. (laughs) Uh, And then I started working around Fort Worth and in Dallas, Dallas Theater Center, Jubilee, Circle, uh, Fort Worth Symphony Orchestra. And then I decided that there wasn't a lot of growing room in DFW. There was a great potential to have a career for life. But if I wanted to keep growing and to have work, for good quality work for Jordan too, that we should probably move to a different market. So um, I went to Urda's because I couldn't, I didn't think I could just move to a new city without any connections. So uh, I went to Urda's and I got into four grad schools and decided to go to University of Iowa because they have an emphasis on new works. Um, they have a really really strong playwriting program, the Iowa Writers' Program. So. I wanted to work with playwrights and directors who were doing new work. Um, And so I went there. And um, after grad school, I mostly started working in New York. Um, My wife teaches at the University of Northern Iowa in Cedar Falls. She teaches stage management, and she's a production manager there. So I'm actually based in Cedar Falls, Iowa, but um, like 10 Anywhere between four and 10 months a year I spend in New York (laughs) or on tour. So (laughs) I'm not in Iowa very much, but yeah.
0: Cool. So um, I guess I'll go back to kind of where you started. You said that uh, you you started stage managing when you were 16 because you didn't get a part in a play. Did you have theater experience before that or was it entirely new to you at that time?
1: Yeah, um, I started singing and dancing well, I started my first dance class when I was three, oh, wow. and I took dance all the way through high school, and um, I sang. My mom was the vocal performance major in college, and so I started singing in choirs when I was three and um, continued singing through all of high school, through 18. So I performed forever, but I was terrible. Um, <laughs> I was a really, really, really terrible actress, and um, I had just really terrible stage fright, and I didn't enjoy any of it. I just liked singing and dancing. but like to myself I didn't (laughs) want to be on stage so um I auditioned for what was that damn Yankees
0: oh okay and
1: um (laughs) and uh I had a pretty good audition I felt like and uh I didn't get called back and they needed ASMs and so um I called the director and I was like look if I'm just going to be in the chorus again then I'd rather be an ASM and she said you should buy a binder so um I took that as my sign to stop auditioning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's good that you had the uh, foresight to go ahead and realize that maybe you should switch gears a little bit.
1: Yeah, because I didn't really like being on stage. It never was about that to me. It was just about like being a part of the community. Yeah. And in my high school, stage managing was really more assistant directing. Like we did call the shows and we called rehearsal, but it was mostly about like sitting next to the director and getting to see the whole thing come together and that's what I decided was more important to me was that I got to see all of that. And like in hindsight, of course I'm a much better stage manager.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So do you think that, um, your history as a performer helps you in your stage management at all?
1: For sure. Um, I think it makes me more human, which is all we are trying to be as stage managers. You know, um, I think it helps me understand the anxieties of what you're doing and, how nerve-wracking it can be, and, and also, like, how prepared you want to be. Um, I'm never going to throw an actor into a situation which I know would have frightened me, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Great. So, yeah, that makes sense. I Because th- I've met some very, like, <laughs> robotic, by-the-number stage managers before, and you always seem like a very personable person.
1: Well, and I think because of, like, I mean, I'm I'm not a director, but I think, like, taking directing in college and, like, the way that we learned to stage manage in high school, I think it helps me understand like the humanity and the story of what we're doing. And I, I try not to ever lose sight of that when I'm just like doing the business and the paperwork, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, later on, you said that you, you attended Iowa, uh, you got your master's degree and that there was a new works program. Um, was that something that you were really interested in was getting involved in new works or were you more interested in doing things that were already established?
1: It was, it has always been my, to do work on new plays. Um, even at TCU, I tried to do like the edgier stuff. I didn't stage manage any musicals in college um and not that musicals can't be edgy, but I like at TCU, like I did burial at Thebes and Larry and Laramie Project. Like I wanted to do work that I thought mattered and that I thought was significant. Um and so so when I went when I was looking for grad schools, it was important to me that I could learn how to do new plays. And it's also something that was missing in my repertoire. Like at Casa, I was doing big musicals and you know, large scale things. And I was doing Shakespeare and, but I just wasn't getting to do intimate works or working with playwrights. And I knew that, that especially to work in New York, that was something I needed.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, along with the uh, masters that you got, because, you know, I'm I'm hoping to reach like a, a broad range of people with this show, get a lot of perspectives. Do you feel maybe, maybe a, sp- especially for a stage manager, that grad school is important, that it's something that you should do? Or do you think it's kind of like performance where you may be able to get through without it?
1: I mean, I don't think grad school is important for anyone. I think taking those three years is what matters. You can do that in an internship, or you can do that in school, or you can do that as a PA or whatever. But I think the time is what's the most important. Um, for me, because I was trying to learn something new, I wanted to do it in school. And I know a lot of people in my program came from other backgrounds, like someone um, we had some people who came from history and some people who came from design. And so they did need to go to grad school because they didn't know how to stage manage. you know,,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> but I don't think that school is everyone's answer,
0: yeah, for sure. So what would you maybe say to a stage manager that's on the fence about going to a master's program? Would you just tell them to like, maybe just not go with it and maybe move somewhere and try and get experience or?
1: I mean, I think it depends on what they have, you know, um, if they have a lot of contacts, then sometimes, and I, I found this to be true for myself, going to grad school can be, um, limiting in, in maintaining those contacts. You know, all the people that I knew in DFW before school, I really risked losing those connections, you know? And that was that choice I had to make to say, like, I'm going to leave DFW behind and not come back because I'm going to go to school and lose all those connections. I'm lucky that I got to do Trinity after school. So that ended up reversing, you know, but not everybody has that. So, like, I think I would just say, like, depends on what you want to give up and what you think you're going to gain. Yeah, it's kind of risky.
0: Was it? I mean, theater in general is risky, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you have to be willing to play that game.
0: For sure. Was it difficult for you to kind of leave um, all the contacts like you said that you established or was that kind of an easy choice for you to make?
1: It was what I wanted to do. I know I knew I wanted to leave Dallas-Fort Worth at least for a little while and so I felt confident in that choice um, but it was hard for me to ask Jordan to leave because we were already married when I started grad school and she moved with me and moved with me to Iowa City, Iowa. So like it's not, you know, to a, a small town in eastern yeah, Iowa. Yeah, big change. <laughs> yeah, where there's no equity theaters, like, that run year-round and have, a, can pay a living wage. So, like, it was a really big thing to ask her to move, and that did make me nervous. But I felt confident that it was moving us in the right direction for the future.
0: Okay, great. And where do you hope to see your career kind of progress from this point?
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. I I just had my 30th birthday, and
0: congratulations uh
1: thank you (laughs) i made it um and i i had a candle at my breakfast and i was like blowing it out and everyone was like shouting at me make a wish make a wish and i literally just looked up and was like i don't have anything to wish for like everything that i've always said i wanted i've achieved so now (laughs) now (laughs) it's like changing the game for me like i i wanted to stage manage a long-running show in new york and i just did a lightning thief and Mm -hmm. um you know, I've wanted to like work on new musicals, and I've done a few of those now, and I've wanted to do ballet, and I went on tour a few years ago with Trisha Brown. And like, you know, I feel like all the things that I set my sights on are within reach or have been achieved. So now I'm trying to shift up, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to decide what's next. The main thing for me is that I now want to find my theatrical home. I want to find a place where I can make art for a long time. Um, I've been shifting around so long cause I've been freelance for so many years now that, uh, I've been creating with lots and lots and lots of different people and I kind of want to find like my team and the people that I like to create with, you know?
0: Yeah. So almost like a residency, right?
1: A residency or like a team of, um, directors and designers that work together a lot, you know, um, there's a lot of that, especially in New York, the people who like, you know, directors will find the designers that they want to be with and, then they find their stage management team, they keep them. So like finding those people that I find are my home, that's kind of what's next for me, I think.
0: Yeah, well, that's a very good problem to have is that you have to make more goals for yourself because you've already achieved. Yeah, I am mean,
1: feel pretty good about it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's great. I'm very happy for you. So um, let's go ahead and move on to the show that you chose i asked people to pick a show to talk about that is inspirational to them and you gave me kind of a shotgun blast of shows that are interesting to you and i kept kind of turning around and just saying yeah just anything that that interests you and so why did you pick matilda why when i said inspiring did you instantly or you know thank matilda because i think you changed it last second so
1: i did um yeah well matilda is an important book to me um an important character to me and um just a story that I love and when I found out they were making a musical of it in London I just sort of lost my mind it was like yep that's a perfect show um even though I had like hadn't heard any of the music or seen anything um I just knew that like if it's based at all on Matilda and Miss Honey I'm gonna love it and um I finally got to see it in New York a couple of years ago and it did live up to everything I wanted it to be and I think it has like been inspiring Um, to lots of young people and I hope that this story like continues to um, empower like young girls to be smart and to not give up and to know that they are worth something and that their brains are worth something um and I I don't I love the story so much and it's always meant something to me so it was perfect when I like heard the music and was like yep like this is exactly what I wanted it to be
0: yeah, so for people that may not know what Matilda is about, can you just give like a brief 30-second to a minute-long explanation of what it is?
1: Sure. Matilda um, is a little girl whose parents are pretty neglectful, and um, they love television and ignorance, and she loves books. And um, she finally starts school, and she goes to a school with a really terrible headmistress um, who like abuses the students and doesn't want them to learn. Um, but she's like, you don't have to be in Miss Honey's class, and Miss Honey teaches all of her students to be smart and to read um and to stick up for themselves and eventually the the kids sort of take down the headmistress and Miss Honey adopts Matilda in the very end so she gets her happy ending in a couple different ways
0: Yeah so do you see yourself at all in Matilda?
1: I mean yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was written I was for definitely
1: you, right? a bookworm um I was a kid who would like shut myself in my room for days and read series and series of books um I just wanted to read everything I could get my hands on, uh, which hasn't really changed. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I think I was just someone who was always like looking for my big story, you know, um, which is probably why I started performing in the first place. But um, yeah, I think Matilda has always inspired me um, and to like be proud of being a reader. It's like, It doesn't make you the cool kid at school, but it does help you <laughs> later in your life.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so you may not have had a Trunchable, or maybe you did, but did you have uh, a Miss Honey somebody that inspired you and kind of took you under their wing?
1: Yeah, actually, my theater teacher in high school, um, Cinnamon Peschel, she was definitely my Miss Honey. Um, in a time when I like really needed a strong um, adult figure to help guide me, she was there for me um, and like brought me into the theater. So, <laughs> win-win.
0: Yeah. So, do you think that's important to have somebody that kind of guides you into the theater?
1: I mean, I think it's helpful when, especially when you're young to find, because a lot of us who'd like start theater when we're young are looking for just a place to fit in. Um, Theater is always going to be a group of misfits. And so I think when you're in high school or younger, like when you're trying to get into theater, it's, it's useful to have someone who doesn't just say like, here's my group of misfits, but to like, give you skills and, like, make you a team and teach you to work hard and work together and to, like, give you a bit of humanity in telling someone's story, you know? Um, And I think Cinnamon, like, definitely gave that to us and she made us a family. Um, And, you know, when you have a group of misfits in high school, sometimes that's what they need is they need somewhere to go after school that can be their refuge and be their creative outlet, you know?
0: Yeah. Do you hope to pay it forward and maybe take that role for somebody in the future?
1: I hope that I do. I mean, I hope that, you know, I always, I'm, I love to work with um, ASMs and with interns. I always take on as many interns as I can handle. And, you know, when when production managers email me and say, we have a high school observer for the week, can they be with you? I always say yes. I always want to like be the person who can help someone find their path in theater and I think stage management is actually a really, really great place to start that if you're apprehensive at all, or you don't know who you are and what you want to do, because stage managers get to see the whole process. So in a production meeting, you may meet a props master and decide that that's what you want to do, or, you know, backstage, you might or meet a spot op or something. And I think doing stage management helps you like learn all of those different pieces. So if you're lost, I think stage management is a good place to go for a while.
0: hmm yeah, I think uh, I think I was in Trinity a year that you sm would I'm pretty sure it was like the mm-hmm. first or second year of Trinity, and I think I remember you having like three ASMs or something. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it definitely yeah, seems like you're I'll eager to help. Yeah, I
1: take on as many as I can.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm sure they're very thankful for that. Um, so is so I'm hoping to maybe reach you know younger people in high school if they listen to podcasts. So, what are some tips maybe you have for high schoolers hoping to pursue stage management or what would you say to somebody who maybe isn't getting roles or maybe isn't you know doing exactly what they want like what would you say to them as far as what you can get from stage management
1: yeah i think i mean i think if you're not being cast or used in a way that you think um, is what you want ultimately? Then I think it is a great idea to try something else. Technical theater always needs hands and always has a place for you, um, especially if you're in high school. You know they always need people who to, who can help out and who even if it's just to hold a hold up a flat while someone else screws it in or to paint something black, we always need help and you can make friends so easily doing that. And often you'll find something that you just really love because. In theater, there's such a diverse need of skills. You know, like we need puppet makers and we need, you know, like we need musicians and all sorts of things. So it's, I think you can find your home anywhere in the theater. So like, don't just give up and quit. And I think that that's true all the way through a career. I find, I see so many people who finish college or finish grad school or whatever, and then they get a day job and that sort of becomes their job. And that's fine for a lot of people. But sometimes it's like, yeah, but you could have worked like in a box office, or you could have worked, you know, and doing as an usher or something. But just stay in the business because you found your home there for a reason, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's great advice, and I think that there's probably a bit more job security as an SM than a performer.
1: There, I mean, we have a lot of <laughs> a lot of jobs because you know every single show needs stage managers, um, but there's a, a ton more jobs in, like, technical theater as a whole. I just think stage management's a good entrance point for that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people in school that did stage management also tried to dip their hands into, like, set design or prop design, um, which our school was very good at kind of fostering that, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I also, like, double double majored in costume design and stage management, Um, and that's because it was just something else I was interested in, and at the time, it was like, who knows what I'm going to pick ultimately, but if I have a broad range of skills this can't hurt you know
0: mm-hmm. do you use those skills at all the costume design
1: <laughs> yes i do before, I, before you called me i was um sewing a drop for this the theater that jordan's production managing right now oh wow <laughs> they're be- they're a little bit behind and so she asked me to come in as over hire and help sew this drop for them so i'm literally pinning and sewing something right up until we call them
0: <laughs> see kids everything is practical just pursue, <laughs> yes. you know, and get extra skills. Keep
1: using your skills. Keep using them.
0: Yeah, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's the saying, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was such a pleasure to talk with you, Leanne. I appreciate you coming on. Um, I do have one more question before we sign off here. I, I I don't I know all performers have a dream role. I don't know if stage managers have a dream show to manage, but do you have one? And why?
1: I mean, sort of like Matilda, anything that's huge like that is what I love to do. Something with a cast of more than 30 with a big orchestra, huge fly scene shifts, a deck, a turntable, traps, anything like that. Like, that's what I love to do. And I love to work with kids. So I used to say that doing a national tour of Annie is my dream show. And I guess that really hasn't changed. <laughs> I would I would love to work with kids and I love... Um, I love to tour, so that would be perfect for me.
0: Great. Well, you are a very inspiring, intelligent person, so I know that you're going to do great things. And again, I appreciate you coming on.
1: Thanks, Matt. Thanks for calling me.
0: Of course. Have a great night.
1: You too. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you again for listening to this episode of The Ghostlight. I-, I can't tell you how much this means to me, honestly. If you have the time, a subscription and a rating on the podcasting service you use would be a great help to me. I'm always looking for new people to bring on, so please get in contact with me at TGLPod on Twitter and Facebook or theghostlight.com if you think you'd be a good fit. Tell me a bit about yourself and we'll go from there. If you like the music you've heard, the intro was provided by Melandros and the outro was provided by Pachyderm. You can find them both on music streaming services, but I'll also include them in the show notes for you. See you next time at The Ghost Light.